At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, man. How you want to do this? You want to uh, want to do it simple and start from the top. You want to jump around. Hey. Anything in particular, jump out, or you want to just go straight down? We can go straight down, man. We can start from the top. First of all, I, I chronologically is kind of easy. Yeah, I, I said, you know, what a fun night. That was a fun night. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Um. But I thought the atmosphere is great in Cleveland. Just the just the overview, Cleveland. Cleveland showed out, showed right. well. Yeah. Um, I thought the the the, the drama involved uh, in the draft was great, and we'll get to that. If we're gonna go in chronological order, but there were a couple of or a few dramatic moments. I said, okay, I like it, and it's reflected in your feed. And then just from the top, and it was just good to see this thing play out. In some ways, like we expected, we spend so much time talking about the, the the back end of the draft and the second and third and fourth quarterbacks that we didn't really focus on that number one. We haven't talked about number one for a long time. So just the reality of it setting it, I was happy for Jacksonville, Mike. I was just happy for Jacksonville. This is a great day for the Jaguars, they got the number one pick in the draft. They got the number one quarterback who's been the number one quarterback all his life. And he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. I mean, that alone, I was just excited. I was, like, And I know that's your team. That's your squad. You've been rolling with them all year. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it's a new day for sure in Duval County. And we've seen this before. Whenever a team drafts a franchise quarterback first overall or really in the top three to five picks, then the question becomes, okay, what are you going to do to support him? And you immediately look to – and this happens pretty often where that team will either have a second first-round pick. I feel like that's happened quite a few times. Or yeah, obviously a high pick definitely. in the second round. And so for them to get Travis Etienne uh, to reunite him – uh, in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, I'm not into grading the draft until years down the line, right. let alone after the draft, let alone after the first round. Of Let's the grade draft. the thought, like they got people grade the thought out, process, though. You can grade the process. That's exactly right, Michael. That's exactly right. right. And that's, that's in true professorial fashion. You get it. That's what draft grades should be about. Because we talked about this yesterday, how mock drafts, make surprise picks look like reaches. Well, reaches except for everybody but the Raiders. No disrespect to Alex Leatherwood, but, I mean, every year the Raiders make you raise your eyebrows. But nonetheless, every year. mock drafts and, and what we expect ourselves, uh, what we expect the draft, to, how, how we expect to play out, then something happens, you're like, huh, man, why'd they do that? Or what did, Well, that's what they wanted to do all along, or they had a plan in place, and, and, and they knew which direction they were going to go in. 
But you're absolutely right, Michael. It's about the thought process and the logic. And so the Jaguars drafting Trevor Lawrence to be the face of their franchise, but immediately giving him a home run hitter with whom he's familiar to hand the ball off to. You know they ain't got to practice handoffs, those two. They, ain't got, you know, right. they don't have to develop chemistry. We saw, that, we saw that theme a lot, actually, throughout the night was a theme of reunions. That was one of just several reunions with quarterbacks and skill position players. So I thought the Jaguars did the right thing, to your point about intentions, when it came to, hey, let's immediately give him a weapon. And I also thought the Jets at number two did the right thing. You know, for the longest time, when the Jets look, would look like they were going to have number one, I kept saying, I need them to uh, think about protecting the quarterback they have. Yeah, and so Because right. I, I was always on the Penny Sewell bandwagon with them, or even driving that bandwagon, before they end up dropping a number two. They get Zach Wilson, obviously, down number two, and then they go and get Vera Tucker with the 14th pick. They trade up 14. to get him, so now trade they're up. protecting that new quarterback. They trade up yeah. to get him. And, and, and both those franchises, both the Jaguars and the Jets, still got a boatload of pick, picks to play with to support their new franchise quarterback. So I thought one and two, even though we, to your point, we knew what was going to happen going in, they still had great nights with how they complemented and supplemented those first and second picks with a running back and a, and a guard slash tackle, respectively. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's interesting, Mike, when you talk about uh, back to one briefly before I get to uh, this alley-oop for you at number three. Um, when you talk about like a, a quarterback, we always say, okay, yeah, franchise quarterback, it's, it's such a cliche, you can just, you can recite it, you can follow it. You can recite it as you fall asleep and as you wake up first thing. Get the young quarterback. People talk about getting alignment to protect him and weapons for him Well, for, with which to work. Well, uh, Trevor Lawrence got a couple of things. Now, they didn't draft alignment, but in the, in the selection of Etienne, they got a running back and a receiver, all in one, and a yeah. guy he knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the very least, at the very least, first day of school, he walks in, he knows somebody. He knows he, he can sit with somebody <laughs> at the it. cafeteria table. I like, I, like right. it's, it's amazing. I thought that was just really, Can't put a price and on it's it. not a reach. And it's not a reach. No. It's not like. No, no it, doesn't, they it doesn't feel probably, like. Probably. I mean, most people don't like to I'm get running backs say, in the first round, but he, but he was worth it. He, 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 he had that kind of, he they, got that kind of. They look. say, and that logic that logic is is being pushed back against now because we all accepted it for a while. Hey, man, you know, running back, don't take a running back in the first round. But a running back who can only run the football. Yeah. Well, that that's not – neither one of those guys back-to-back, they're not that. Najee Harris is not that. Um, Travis Etienne is not that. Hey, th- th- yeah. There have been a lot of Camara references. That's respect. And, and if he even gets to 75% of that, he'll be doing great. But he's a guy who, yeah. in college, was able to run it and uh, and catch it. But number three, let me three, let me talk it about just, number it, three. It just well, I got one more thing on one and two though. But going Go back ahead. to your, your your point off top about how much fun it was. You're right, Michael. Even though it was a formality, who was going to go one and two for a while? It was no mystery about one and two. It's still so much fun seeing those two downtrodden franchises energized in a big way last night with two new quarterbacks and pieces to support those quarterbacks. Uh, The Jaguars have been trying to find that guy since Mark Brunel. 
The Jets been trying to find that guy since Joe Namath. Uh, maybe the search is over. And that's just that's just Joe great Namath. for the league if you got two more relevant franchises. So you about you to say about number three. No, no love for Ken O'Brien, Richard Todd, <laughs> you know, old school dude. <laughs> uh, for the Jets. Look, number three. I am just so intrigued. I don't know if it's the right choice or not, but just the stakes. I mean, this is this is Casino Royale on steroids. What was happening here with 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 San Francisco? I'm not even talking about. Oh, we didn't know this. We didn't know who they were thinking. Uh, the the hyped up conversations about Discord and, and and you know fighting or just like indecision. That's a better word in the San Francisco front office. That's not it. This is what I just want you to realize the seriousness of this body situation. This is, think about what they did. They they traded two future first. They alerted Jimmy Garoppolo. You're on the clock. You ain't got to go home right now, but you will have to go home pretty soon. You have to get out of here in about a year. You got a year. So two future first. Like Jimmy me, Garoppolo, hey, all this stuff going up, and they select a guy who hasn't played football, who's played one football game in 15 months. And you and, and that besides that, I'm not even talking about North, North Dakota State. You just they also they they made a draft pick, a franchise changing selection based on potential. And if they're right. Woo! They got it. And if they're wrong, man, it's historic. Like, we love the kid. We talked to him. What a great. Like, I can see what they mean about the intelligence, uh, just the demeanor, the confidence. Obviously, you got the size. He's got the arm. He's got the speed. This was amazing. And, ooh, let me throw it up in the air. You called it yesterday. I... I I'm not, I can't take credit for that. I appreciate it. You did, I, though. I didn't call. It came out of your mouth. I, no. I said this is what they should do. I didn't say this is what they will do because they kept a lot of people guessing. I love how Kyle Shanahan was like, it ain't my job to correct misinformation. It ain't my job to, to set people straight on what we're going to do. You know, they didn't even tell uh, their scouts and their coaches what they were going to do. So why are they going to let the media know what they're, they're going to do? Um, but it feels right. But I find it interesting. I, 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 so again, again, Michael, like I didn't. I said that this is what they should do yesterday, yeah. but both of us said all along, and many people said all along, that if you're going to move up to three to get a quarterback to replace uh, the often unavailable Jimmy Garoppolo, that guy should have some, uh, some, dyna- some dynamic ability. Mm-hmm. Some, that guy should, no disrespect to pocket passers or the Matt Ryan types or the Tom Brady types, but the wave of the future is your Justin Fields, your Trey Lance, it's those types of prospects, your Zach Wilson's, even your Trevor Lawrence. I mean, those guys are, are quite mobile. Um, that's the type of quarterback you should be going to get, somebody that can add a different dimension and a different element to your offense. So both of us thought that Fields, because you had Fields in your what-should-they-do mock draft. So both right. of us thought that right. Fields or Lance was the smarter choice for the 49ers at three over a Mac Jones. Right. But when, we, when I talked to him, Michael, and, and we both felt the same thing. You know, I guess it was rather fitting that our interview was compromised by technical difficulties with him because we only needed, needed five minutes 
to see, wait, this kid's got something exactly. special to him. If this is about this, this process is about job interviews, this is a job interview. How he presents, how he communicates, that matters. And then come to find out that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers considered him the smartest quarterback in the draft, that his psychological testing was off the charts. Didn't shock me to hear that. I mean, the, the, the moment this kid starts talking, you're like, oh, he has my attention. But it's not just that he's a, a, a you know a guy that communicates well or speaks so well. No, all of his coaches, all of his teammates, everybody you talk to says that he has that it factor you're looking for. So I, I guess it feels right. Shanahan said this was their guy all along, despite... What we, who we thought was the guy, who we were led to believe was the guy all along. We were led to believe that Mac Jones is the guy they went up for and that the organization was trying to get Kyle Shanahan to consider Trey Lance or Justin Fields. And that is a two-horse race between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. And Mac Jones is going to win. When it was never a race. It was, it was always Trey Lance, and it always should have been Trey Lance. This feels right. I find it interesting, though, Michael, that you said a moment ago, that this was such a risk. I don't think it's any it's more risk. of a risk than Zach Wilson is. How is it more and, risky and than also, Zach Wilson? How is it more risky than oh, anybody oh, else? I mean, that's I, the, well, that's well, the nature of taking quarterbacks. We have, we have spoken ad nauseum, Michael, about the hit or miss factor when it comes to so-called franchise quarterbacks. Sure. So how is this any more risky than what anybody else did? Because they traded up to get him? Well, sure. I, no, but I that's the say, price you got to pay. I wouldn't to go say anybody else. Guys. I wouldn't say anybody else. Okay, there are a few things. Trevor Lawrence is the only one that feels safe. Trevor Lawrence is the only one that feels objectionably safe. Like his floor is the highest of anybody. You know, well, I would say the rest of them. I'd say that. Who knows? I'd say the two. No, 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 no. I'd say the two safest ones are number one and number eleven. Justin Fields. Maybe. I say those are the Maybe. two safest ones. And, well, and, okay, you know, the two safest funny. ones. But I mean, yeah. There's there's a safety factor to Justin Fields, sure. But the fact is, Michael, let, let's just, this is this is what we think, but the fact is, and we talked about this, they ain't all going to hit, I don't, and the guys I don't, you think not, are going to hit are, are going are to miss. So all I'm I saying don't about go San Francisco, road, all I'm like, saying about listen. San Francisco is I don't know that you could, you started off by saying, oh man, if they miss, well, that's the same goes for the Jets, the same goes for the Bears. Yeah. No, 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 same no. goes for anybody no, no, no. quarterbacks that high. No, it's not the same as the Jets. It's not the same as the Jets. I think... Who, who pointed it out? Did you point it out, or somebody? Did some, oh, it was Charles on our show, and I agree with him. Look, the Jets were just bad. Sit there, be bad, hold your arms, and you got the number two pick. Jacksonville was just bad. San Francisco right. got three. They had to. So if they miss, they missed for mm-hmm. this year. They missed for a long time. They have. They 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 made moves. That it's not just about the 2021 draft. This draft pick yeah. is about other draft picks as well. It affects the franchise's future. So it's not like if oh, you're gonna make some. Hey, hey look, what's, how about uh, this? What, what, is, that just what is it that Bruce? What is it that Bruce Arian says? What's the saying that Bruce Arian says? No risk, no, it, guts, no, no, risk it, no biscuit. What? No risk, no risk, it, no, biscuit. no biscuit. You got You want to make an omelet? You got to break some eggs. Whatever cliche you want to use, Michael. Like they needed a quarterback. They wanted to get. A, a, a long-term answer at quarterback. I don't look at it as like, oh well, they 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 are somehow on a hotter seat or under more pressure to hit on this. They pick are because they traded picks to go up and get him. 
The Jets, they are. The Jets just took so another me- quarterback. The Nets just took the Nets just took another quarter. The Jets, excuse me, just took another quarterback in the top three for the second time in what three, three, four years, and the third time in twelve. So, years. three franchise quarterbacks supposedly uh, in a dozen years. Uh, there we go. Oh, there it is, Richard Todd. Shout out. There he is, Ken O'Brien in the quarterback class of '83. Quarterback One, class. Six, five, three, two. I mean. But, but I, I hear what you're saying. Though. I really do. And, because and their they really, best one. They pushed all their chips to the table. They bet, they're betting big. The Niners are betting big on Trey Lance. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying the prospect himself, for all the reasons you talked about, we're, we're talking about two slightly different things. You're saying the amount of capital invested in this kid. That's part of it. A bigger, no, that's part in, of it. That's, a, a bigger risk. I'm, that's one I'm part. downplaying the idea that the fact that he's only played one game in 15 months, that he came from North Dakota State, I don't think that makes him any more risky than yes, BYU Zach. And that's where we disagree. That's what that's where we disagree. Yeah. Because uh yeah, Zach and Zach Wilson too. You said how's he different than Zach Wilson? Not much. Zach Wilson played last year and and, and, and Trey Lance didn't. Uh not that long, not as much as uh, Zach Wilson did. But Zach Wilson the year before, what was he like? 11 and 10, 11 and 8, uh, touchdowns, interceptions. Uh his job was on the line coming into uh this year and then he stepped up. But the competition and this kind of this out of nowhere, this this ascendance from Zach Wilson, yeah, makes you wonder. And BYU, the fact is, we got number two and number three, BYU and North Dakota State. That factors into it. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they can't play. You can all we can always no. come back. If you get somebody can come back if they're not gonna listen to the whole point. They could come back and say, well, how about Mississippi Valley State and Jerry Wright? Like, of course. How about Michael Stray- Strahan and Texas Southern? All this stuff. That's not the point. The point is, it's, it's all factored in. Small school, one game in 15 months, and not really sure what you have yet. You're not sure. You're not sure if he's, is he 40% of what they think he's going to be? Whereas, Trevor Lawrence is 65% of what they think he's going to be? 75%? Man, so I, you know, it's I just, all I, risk. I, I hear you. It's I hear all you. risk. And that's, that's an interesting thing when risk. it comes to it's all risk. Well, is it, though, or is it one of those things that just makes you feel more comfortable? Because if it were as simple as level of competition or amount of experience, then there wouldn't be such a, a, a hit or miss factor when it comes to quarterbacks. If it were that simple about evaluating quarterbacks, who's played the most? who's played at the highest level, and who's played the toughest competition, then it'd be an airtight system of evaluating quarterbacks. It's not. Some guys that do check all those boxes, was it Parcells, used to have a certain threshold, a certain number of starts, and and from a certain conference he loved to pick his quarterbacks. It's not always that simple. What I'm saying is with with Trey Lance, the reason why this pick feels right versus, I don't know, a guy from Alabama who just won the national championship, albeit only started one year, but this, but the reason why I think this pick feels right is Trey Lance, excuse me, looks the part both physically and intangibly. And even though he hasn't played in a long time, or played one game in 15 months, whatever it is, you know, it's 17 starts at North Dakota State, a program that's produced NFL quarterbacks that trains NFL quarterbacks. When you talk to this kid, and look, I'm not an evaluator. You're not an evaluator, but we, I think we both kind of sort of know it when we see it. 
And when you talk to this kid, and think about how much time the Niners talk to this kid, when you talk to him, all those other things go out the window. Unless you're looking for a reason not to pick him, which is why they often overthink it, you know, which is why Justin Fields goes 11. I know we don't want to skip that far ahead, which is why Justin Fields goes 11. Because <laughs> you, you start to find reasons not to pick guys. You know, you start to nitpick them. This kid, he's, I think he's got the potential to be the real deal. I see what the Niners saw, both on the field and in the interview. And it, it just, it, it feels right. We've we, we been here scratching our heads right. a little bit. Even, even though, Michael, even though we, saw, we thought we saw it coming, if they had picked Mac Jones third, we would right now be arguing about whether or not that was a mistake. We'd be discussing whether that, that, was, that was a mistake. Right. This feels like the better pick. It felt like what they should have yeah. done. So I must say I called it, but it felt like it felt like what they should have done all along. And I'm, I'm happy to see that common sense prevail, that the more dynamic I player, hope around, the higher upside player was who you trade up for. I hope they're around long enough to realize it. Uh, or, <laughs> or I hope he's a, he's he gets the coaching that he needs from Kyle Shanahan, because uh, it, despite what I said about Kyle Shanahan earlier this week. I went in on him pretty good. Uh, and I think rightfully so. There's nothing like having a, a guy who hired you. A guy who stood on the table for you. Think about it. Think about all the jobs that you've had. The jobs that you've had, that weren't, you, weren't you more successful? Weren't you, or if not more successful, more confident? When you knew somebody said, Michael Smith, that's my guy. I didn't inherit him. He's not, oh, uh, I'm, I'm just looking for the next guy or the next woman after Actually, him. Could use another, that's, could, could use, yeah, I can't, I can't relate to that. Use another, you should use another comparison. But I appreciate, I appreciate the sentiment. I can't, I can't relate to that. Can't relate. I've, 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 can't I've, relate always, to I've that? always been the guy. I've always been the guy that they didn't see coming. I've always been the guy that they didn't want to be the guy until I forced myself That's not true. to be the guy. See, I, 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 see, I'm glad you said that because I know that, I know that to be false because okay. I know a guy who hired you. I know a guy who's still oh, on the table the, okay, for you. Okay, you come back to the Boston Globe? About yeah, the Boston yeah, Globe? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, okay, I'm, look, talk, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, okay, I'm sorry. How do you, okay, yes. But I'm saying, sure. how do yes. you feel about him today? Yes, yes. How do you feel oh, about Don, Don Sparrow today? And Joe Sullivan? Joe Sullivan. Right? I owe my career to those two dudes. That's family. I owe my, That's I owe my career to those two dudes. Because, yeah, because they, 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 they spoke for you. They spoke up for you. So if, if Trey Lance, the only I'm thinking about, I'm, talking about, I'm hope, talking about this life. I'm talking about, I'm talking about okay. no, TV guy. But I got you. Yes. Thank you. Shout out you. to Boston. But Gold. if Kyle Shanahan, yeah, I got Kyle Shanahan does give the starting job to Jimmy Garoppolo, there's, a, there's risk there, too. Because if they go 6-10. and ten, ain't sticking with Garoppolo. Or five and eleven, or if they go, well, all, if he starts, we are they going to get? We can't believe nothing time. Kyle Shanahan says at this point. We can't believe nothing yeah. Kyle Shanahan says at this point. That's 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 number one. Number two, he talking up Jimmy Garoppolo. They ain't paying this man twenty five million dollars to stick around, and Jimmy Garoppolo right, ain't taking so a pay cut to want to want to keep the seat warm Mike. for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to start okay, day one in San Francisco. Book it. If that's the case, if he's a day one starter, does he have the space? Do they all have the space to be four and twelve, five and eleven for the greater good? Mm. In other words, 
you got a losing season, you miss the playoffs, and somebody from your division goes to the Super Bowl, uh, does ownership say, we get it? We think a big picture. Well, but, but Mike, I don't know. But you're, okay, so I got to, I have to question the premise, though, man, because that assumes that he's going to struggle out the gate, that they're going to struggle out the gate. But wait a second. I know, I know you don't like this phrasing. But, and we talked about Roethlisberger, we talked about Roethlisberger a couple of days ago when he took, when he took over in 2004 and the situation that he, that he inherited. Our guy, Thomas Dimitrov, when he drafted Matt Ryan third overall, they made the playoffs yep. that first year, okay? Right. All After I'm saying is I know, you don't like that the, I know you don't like that the Niners consider themselves a ready-made team or with a Super Bowl roster. I know you don't like Ooh, that. Oh, you said it. But there's a lot I'm of triggered. talent. There's a lot of I'm talent triggered. in San Francisco. There's a lot of talent in San Francisco. You Okay, you've at least said that team is ready to win now. I don't think Trey Lance. I said that? Given how, well, not, I don't know if it's ready to win now. They're in win now mode. Maybe that's what. Okay, they're in now mode. All right, maybe. maybe All right, there okay. We go. But yeah, you you would at least agree that there's talent on this roster, right? Yes, they're good players on this roster. Okay, a deep. Not like he's walking into a, a great. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, they're really good. They're, they're talent. They, that's I know. Debo Samuel. I'm, I'm, te- I'm te- Come on, but come the on. kid, the kids. The, okay, cool. I'm just making sure you know the kid throwing to George Kittle. There's worse things to worse situations to walk into. Yes. What, what I'm getting at is, I don't think that he struggles, given given how intelligent he is, how quickly he is said to pick things up, how gifted he is. Will he come in and be Dan Marino circa 1983, or Ben Roethlisberger 2004, or Matt Ryan 2008? No, that's, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting, though, is he can come in and be effective immediately, and this team can win immediately with him as the starter. I believe. I don't think. I don't think there is this uh, this learning curve that it's, it's got four and twelve or five and eleven written all over it. If you play Trey Lance first and foremost, yeah, because so you I, can imagine. I'm answering your question about what, what, you know what? will they be there together the long term? Mike, yeah, because I don't think I don't think the bottom falls out. Mike, because why would San Francisco go five and eleven or six and ten? Why would they do that? Like you know, look at recent history. That there's nothing that suggests that this talented team. Would be under 500. Why would a Kyle Shanahan team have a losing record? I don't know. I don't know. We should take a break. We do got company though. We got company coming today uh, in about 15 minutes. We only got through. We only got through three picks. We don't have to go pick by pick. We need to pick up. Just an interesting point. No. First, we should we should pick up the pace a little bit. And I mean, there were a lot of interesting ones last night. Um, I mean, even I mean, four, five, four. We knew it was going to be fifth. Five. five. Hey, hey, can I just say? Can I handle five? This is all I have to say about five, real quick. I hear the music playing. So let's say about sure. five. Yeah. Y'all ain't made the playoffs since 1990, and I can see why. They just so they so stupid. Cincinnati, they so dumb. They imagine, dumb imagine friends. making the draft is one round. Imagine thinking the draft is one round. Come on, man. Don't like no, really. It ain't the draft. Like, it's, it's, it's not over. It's the process. It's the process again. They got. It's not the player. Okay. It's the process. Man, absence. Okay. Okay. All right. I, do they? Have, they don't have anybody like Jamar Chase on their team. Jamar Chase is a monster. I know. I know. You may forget because he opted out last year. They drafted an incredible receiver. 
So if this dude is exactly. the second coming of, of 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 Randy Moss or somebody, like he's six feet tall. Why is that a bad pick? He, uh, I'm just the first he, name came to mind. He was the first oh, name on. came to mind. Quit being terrible. I'm just saying, if he's an incredible receiver. And, in, and tonight they draft offensive linemen. What are you complaining Look about? Look up how many incredible wide receivers Cincinnati has taken since 1990, and there's zero playoff wins. It's just, it's awful. Oh, Lord. I, I, hate, right. I just hate All watching. Right. I hate watching the franchise team build. Oh, they my just God. just do dumb stuff every year. You're just, you're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just grouchy. You're just angry. No, I'm just no, angry at Cincinnati. Nobody. They put me in a bad mood. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, he sucks. No, no, just take take that down. Take that down. No, oh, yeah, that's no, good. Michael doesn't care. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't but matter. Exaggerate to make no, your it's, point. It's okay. Because if you don't have a point, no, exaggerate. just exaggerate. I don't even, no, I don't. Just exaggerate somebody no, else. You don't have a point. You don't have if a point. If you don't have a point, there's no argument. There's no argument. They drafted him. No Here's argument. my point. Let me, you know cut, a, let me cut to the sure. chase. They, Go ahead. Dra- make they it, drafted. That's a terrible point. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. That was good. They drafted the wrong guy. They should have drafted Penny Sewell, All right. uh, a a sure. a historically great scouting wise, scouting wise, scouting wise. We don't know if it translates. It's scouting, like you know, Mike. You're so annoying. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because this Ooh, is what you're you annoying. No, no, no. That is the pot calling the kettle black. You, that is what, okay. Fine, man, sure, sure. I am. You just threw a oh, massive brick through a glass like. house. I know what it looks like, and I know what it sounds like. So, yes, I am annoying. But this is, here, this is what you want to do. You want to turn it into this. You want to say, and you did this earlier this week, too. You know, Michael, how do you know? I mean, are you an evaluator? Are you an evaluator? Okay, Mike, um, how do you know what movies? Are you a filmmaker? How do you know clothes are good? Are you a tailor? How do you know restaurant food at a restaurant is good? Are you a chef? Like, you can do that all day long. Let's not turn this into some intellectual discussion about football and how to win at football. So if you got a quarterback 
who's broken right now, and you see him on Instagram with a big-ass uh, brace on his leg. What happened? He was sacked 32 times before he was out for the season. I think it's probably intelligent to get him a really good left tackle. What do you think? I don't know. Get Jamar Chase. Get another great wide receiver because Cincinnati's never seen a great wide receiver. We had Chad Ochocinco. We had, we had uh, A.J. Green. We had T.J. Hushmanzada over the last 30 years in zero playoff wins. Good luck with that. So the Falcons took uh, Kyle Pitts. No, no, say something. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, Don't do that. And then that's. I know you got something to say. No, no, stop it. So stop it. No, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, you're gonna do it. You'll do it. No, no, do it. You gonna make me? You gonna make me? You gonna make me do it? I'll make you do it. Say something. Yo, you kick my ass or something? Like, like hey, say yeah. something right now. Yes. Dance. Hey, listen. Say something. I've done I, it before. I, I know jukebox. Like, I, I, I know jukebox. I, like, what I look like? I've done I, it before. I, no. I might as well I'm, do it I, again. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, I can't, I can't argue with someone who's so illogical and stubborn about it. I can't. It's just, there's, there's no argument to be had here. Why I mean, don't you, Mike? I understand the... What? Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, why, why don't you why, grace why, 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 us? Why don't you grace us with your logic? It just bothers me. Issue. It just bothers me. I'm, listen, of course you can have an opinion. Of course you can have an opinion. That's what we do. I mean, that's like the, that's the that it's obvious. Like, hey, we're here giving our opinion. We don't know anything. We're just talking. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. You don't have to be a football. You don't have to be a general manager have an opinion on players hell they get it wrong a lot of times right i'm not i'm not saying you can't have an opinion you're just so extreme with your assessment sometimes also let me rephrase that it seems to me that you're extreme with your assessment sometimes when it comes to oh he's gonna be a bust oh they did the wrong thing i mean okay i I can see why you think it would make sense to protect your franchise quarterback. But all I'm saying is, if Joe Burrow is anywhere as good in the pros as he was in college, and if they go get an Eichenberg or a Davis, and those guys in, in, in the second round, uh, second and third round tonight, and those guys are more than adequate at protecting Joe Burrow, like, you can accomplish more than one thing. It's why I keep saying the draft is more than one round. And I know I'm stating the obvious, but people like you seem to forget it. Like, you might, okay, go ahead and grade everybody's draft now then. Let's hand out grades no, while we're at it. We just that. talked about how, like, handing out about draft it. grades after one round is you know silly. No, I'm not talking about that. saying they, they did the wrong thing. Very, they should have taken a tackle. They're, they can take you know another what? tackle. That's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about everybody. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm the talking Bengals. about... The Cincinnati Bengals, I'm very confident in saying they screw, because they screw up all the time. They're cheap. They're cheap. Okay. Across the board. They're cheap with their their coaches. They're cheap with their scouts. Their staff. They smaller staff. They, they in the make, I'm familiar. They make the same mistakes over and over. The la- now, I'm listen, familiar. I'm. I'm old enough to remember 
when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl twice, twice in the 1980s. And if I'm not mistaken, yep. yeah, they had they had pretty good quarterbacks both times. One was Ken Anderson. One was Boomer. Mm-hmm. Boomer and Ken Anderson had the same left tackle. You know who that was? I'm I'm I know who Anthony Munoz is. Like I don't know yeah, okay. what I'm I get well, no, I'm just saying, I get the is, merits of blocking for your quarterback. I they knew how to build a team. I'm not arguing. They got with to the that. Super Bowl. I'm not they knew how to build that. a team then. Okay, Michael. I'm they not how to build a that. team then. But the team building process isn't over. That's all I'm saying. Like, like you're hey, there are a lot of Bengals fans that agree with you right now. I'm sure there are a lot of Bengals fans that agree with you right now. That they should have taken Payne Sewell and they should not have let Detroit take what some consider to be a lock, the only lock Hall of Famer in this draft. Maybe him and Kyle Pitts. Penny and Sue, Kyle Pitts, people are prognosticating that they could be the surefire Hall of Famers in this draft. So I get the frustration saying, hey, you just drafted. And we listen, we just complimented the Jets for trading up and getting Vera Tucker to protect their new investment. Right. I'm not arguing right. with the logic. I'm not arguing, but there's more than one round to do it. So can we talk about this maybe on Monday? How about this? How about we put a pin in this? And on Monday, how about we talk about this on Monday? And if the if the Bengals have drafted nothing but wide receivers and cornerbacks and linebackers and safeties, then we can then you can rail against them. But if they end up with a bunch of blockers for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, just let's just see how it plays out. That's all I'm asking. Let's just see how it plays out. Okay? Can we do that? Interesting. Sure. Good. Okay, good. Um, Miami, give me again. Let's let's go rapid fire. Give me a quick. You want to give me a quick take on Miami or not? Or you want to keep it moving? They screwed up too. too. They They took the the wrong receiver. They took that. They they took the wrong Alabama receiver. They should have taken the best receiver in the draft. That's not Jamar Chase. That is Devontae Smith. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, We already talked about. Detroit, no-brainer, great pick. J.C. Uh, Horn, Carolina. Surprise. Surprise at eight, right? Surprise based on the on the surprise based on the mocks. I mean, yeah. a lot of people thought he was the best guy in the draft, uh, and, and corner was a need. Patrick Sertan in Denver. I, I, I thought Denver was going to go corner for a while. I saw a lot of Caleb Farley there. I, I like listen. Kids got the genes. Kid comes from a great program. I like Patrick yeah. Sertan. And, and in that division, when you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Justin Herbert for the next decade, can't, you can't even have to lock down corners. I initially threw up in my mouth when I saw Dallas and Philadelphia had made a trade. Like, you can't do that. But you're Philadelphia, and all the buzz is that the Giants are going to go receiver, and you want Devontae Smith, and it means giving a third-round pick to your division rival, you got to do what you got to do, you know. And if you're the Cowboys and Devontae Smith, you ain't taking a receiver. He's probably going to end up in the NFC East regardless, but you can get a third-round pick out of the Eagles. Hey, that's fine. Your money's good here. Justin Fields. So I, I made peace with it because I love the Eagles ending up with Devontae Smith. That's big. Me too. Um, another reunion. Uh, so Justin Fields. Love it. What's, what's not to love? It's a guy that both of us thought belonged in the top two, three picks of the draft. The Bears, aggressive, 
address the position that they've been trying to fix forever. We know that. I mean, to go from Andy Dalton QB1 Twitter jokes that they brought upon themselves to now having hope in Chicago uh, with Justin Fields, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any fan base that should be more excited than Chicago should, given how much they've gotten that position wrong. Who's to say they got it right this time? But you gotta like the kids' potential. So good for I them. love it. Good for them. Good for that fan base. Uh, Michael Parsons, incredible pick. That's the second level of the Dallas defense has the potential to be devastating. At Just twelve, fall into your lap. At twelve. That's that's tremendous. The most obvious pick of the draft was going to be Rashawn Slater or a tackle going to protect. Okay, there you go. So the Chargers did what the Bengals did not, in your opinion, which was protect their investment. Yes. Uh, we already yes. talked about Vera Tucker. I love it. Okay. Mac Jones. Mac Jones to the Patriots. We'll do Mac Jones. Let's do Mac Jones to the Patriots before we welcome in our company. All right. Um, what I love about it is that all the talk about Belichick needing to be aggressive, I thought they needed to move into the top 10 to, to, to get their quarterback when I thought Matt Jones was going to be gone much earlier than 15. Sometimes he's, he, the stars just align, and sometimes things just work out for certain people. And here are the Patriots getting a guy who, if anybody is ready to step right in and start for their new team, it's this guy, given that he pretty much what runs the same system or comes from the same program. Alabama is basically the Patriots minor league system, if you will. Um, so that was the, that pick was in so quick. And it's the, he walks like he, he's like, he belongs in new England. He looks like a new England dude. Like he's a Patriot. I mean, the moment the 14th pick went off the board, Michael 15 was like the pick is in pick is in. Not it, it could not have worked out any better for new England. And he didn't have, he didn't have you know to start what? immediately. Cam Newton, will, Cam Newton will play in the short term, right? Well, that's what that's what Belichick said last night. Cam's our quarterback, uh, and he probably made that statement for Cam and, and no one else. He wanted Cam to hear that. Cam's our quarterback. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll see, because you know Belichick yeah. is not in the business of just giving away Cam. jobs. That's one of his no. things. But I one of his things. I'm not writing off Cam though. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm saying, but Belichick doesn't just give the job. He's saying that Cam's our quarterback. I don't know. Look at him. Right, once on. again. Perfect. Looks history, good to me. history repeats itself. Yeah. Looks good to me. Um, the thing is, though, this is like, you ever watch those, you ever watch those, uh, those shows, those dramas where there's a mystery, and then at the end, they tell you, they give you the big reveal, and you go, oh, my God. I should have seen that the entire time. That's what this was. Not necessarily Mac Jones, just a quarterback. We kept talking about the Patriots and a quarterback all offseason. Of course. Yeah. A quarterback was there. They drafted a quarterback, Mac Jones, who happens to be a system fit. It's perfect. Perfect. He, he'll never, he doesn't have to be their best player. He just has to be able to throw the ball where the play is designed for the ball to go. But to not have to go, not have to trade up to get him, it's like everything, with the exception of last season, this team still has such a charmed existence to it. 
this franchise. It's built, things just fall into place for this franchise. You know, this was the guy that got top three height. That's right. there at 15. Perfect system fit. A really good player. I got like let's again, let's not continue to not that you're doing this. Underestimate his individual ability because he was surrounded by first round talent and played for Nick Saban. Guys got skills. And for the Patriots to not have to make a move to sit there and just hand in that card and get their franchise quarterback for maybe the next 10 years, once Cam Newton is out, well, it not work out any better. Once you said what an offseason. Once once he didn't go at three, you can um, you can see the slide happening. If he didn't go at three, because yeah. people thought three was yeah. too high for him. So what's San Francisco thinking, taking him at three? San Francisco said, no, we, ne- we were never thinking that. Y'all said that. We didn't say it. So once yeah. he didn't go at three, you could see him sliding. You didn't think San Francisco, uh, uh, Carolina was going to do it. You didn't think Denver was going to do it. Dallas wasn't going to do right. it. I guess Chicago could have traded up for Mac Jones, but Justin Fields was still there. And then at that point, you knew he was just kind of sliding right by the Patriots. It's a matter of, do the Patriots take Justin Fields or do they take somebody like Jalen Phillips, who I thought they were going to take? But, hey, good for them. All right. Good pick. We're we going to take a break. And then on the other side, we're going to get, uh, get real mushy, real emotional. Because um, last night, man, I'm talking about how fun it was. It's also emotionally exhausting by the end of it. The draft. There's, there's really nothing like it. The stories, there's nothing like it. Um, and those phone calls. Can't get enough of those calls. We're going to play the best one we've seen in a long time on the other side before we talk to Thomas Mitchell. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello. Zavin. Steve Kime. Steve, how's it going? Good, man. <laughs> You got some dogs in the background? What do you got going on there? How's it going? Stop, stop, stop. I didn't tell you I was picking you yet, man. Tell him to calm down a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> All my family's here. You ready to roll? 
Steve, we're going to kill everyone. <laughs> we're going to kill everyone. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Keep that mentality. And we're going to get a Super Bowl ring so big on our on our finger that a show dog wouldn't be able to jump over it. I love it, man. I love it. Well, good. Well, keep that attitude. Keep that chip on your shoulder. So uh, I'm going to allow you to um, enjoy the time with your family, man. I, I want you to talk to uh, Michael Bidwar, our owner, and uh, Coach Kingsbury as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You got it. Hey, listen, I'm going to put you on with Coach, all right? All right. And then uh, and then Michael Bidwar, owner, okay? All right, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, man. Hey, listen, congratulations. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk to you soon, buddy. Zavin. Zavin. Yes. Hey, it's Coach Kingsbury. What's happening, man? How's it going? How's it going? I'm, I'm good. Probably not as good as you, though. Congrats. We are, uh, we're fired up. Man. Get ready to come in and, and get going, too. There ain't no red shirt, all right? No, there's no red shirt, and we're going to go in there, and we're going to kill it, brother. <laughs> it's your time, brother. Congrats, man. We're fired up. I'm going to hand you to our owner, Michael Bidwell. Zavin, Michael Bidwell, congratulations. We're so excited to make you a Cardinal. You're in Tulsa, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, well, we're, we're going to come out and see you and pick you up tomorrow, all right? So you enjoy the day. Enjoy the moment with your family. Okay. Okay. Enjoy it. All right. We're going to put your name in now. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Enjoy it. Woo. That was emotional. <laughs> Holy cow. Congrats, though. <laughs> Thomas Dimitrov, uh, you made a lot of those calls uh, in over a decade as general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. I know that brings back a lot of memories, man. I mean, I don't know how much better it gets than the guy telling the GM, we're going to kill everybody. Like, we, I mean, like, that's what you want to hear, I imagine, when you're calling your first-round pick. I mean, I'd I love to know what was your favorite that call that comes to mind when you called a kid and it just – you know, you just heard exactly what you wanted to hear. I just confirmed, like, yeah, we made the right call. You know, it's funny because you get a number of those. And, you know, 13 years in this, there were a lot of them, of course. And, you know, there's so many that stick out, so many really emotional ones like that. Literally, when you guys were showing that, Michael, like, I was tearing up. Um, it's amazing because I think about that, and I think about this is the first time in 30 years that I haven't been in a draft room and it makes even that much more emotional for me, um, you know, to talk about it um, without being overly melodramatic here. Um, but to be lighter, oh, okay. to kind of get me back in the right spot, Matt Ryan, the very first one I ever made, uh, very first one, I uh, was so excited about getting him on the phone and I forgot to tell him that, that we were, we were drafting him. So, um, you know, here we go that many years later, but look, there's so many emotional ones, brother, that, that's what makes this sport and, and professional sports and the bond that we have. I, it makes it so special. And you have people at times when I hear players say it's all business with these guys, what I want you to know and what everyone else should know is there is so much emotion that goes into it. Not every, every single player all the time, but the heart and soul goes into it with these guys that are at the helm, the team builders, they really do. They're not just a bunch of cold SOBs far from that, at least in today's world, 
I can tell you all there's a lot of really, really sort of really aggressive uh, yet sensitive people in these positions that really want the best for these players. They want the best for, for their families, and, and it showed there. So you, you talk about, Thomas, you know, the first time in 30 years not being in a draft room, that gives you some insight. Those 30 years being inside gives you insight. And then on the outside looking in, there's a different kind of insight. What was that like for you yesterday in this uh, unusual position? Yeah, you're exactly right, Michael. I mean, that's a lot of years. I sat back and I and I was on my sofa and I was watching, you know, the, the production with the Kings of Leon and leading in. I, I don't normally recognize how big this draft has gotten from that standpoint. But what it really allowed me to do was take a deep breath. Instead of being myopically focused on the Atlanta Falcons, I was focused on the entire league as they came up. And I put my GM hat as much as possible on for each team that came up to pick wondering what they would do, how I'd be responding to the scenarios and such. I think this is a great kickoff to my my year or two, who knows how long, of learning and growing and, and you know, this contemplative work that I'm talking about, becoming even better as a leader and as a general manager, being able to really dig into multiple organizations and hopefully multiple leagues and, and really analyze uh, the minutia of putting together an organization. You know, Thomas, I got to commend you on, on your transparency. Not that I expect anything else. I mean, that's just, that's, you're always, you know, your authentic self. Um, but that really, that resonated with me, man, because you and I have talked about this off camera. Look, this brother from another, we keep it a buck. You're a, you're a brother from another to us. We've talked about off camera that we have similar experiences in terms of inflection points and transitions in our careers. And I just know... And if I could bring it to myself just for a second for purposes of this next question, I just know, you know, when things didn't end well for me at one point, I had to pull back from anything that reminded me of the routine that I had lost. Like I had to literally pull back from watching sports at a certain point because all it would do is trigger, you know, emotions and remind me that I'm not doing that anymore. Was that a part of you that maybe at first was reluctant to even you know, engage in this process as an outsider or even yesterday, like just sitting back and watching it, there had to be some conflicting emotions. I wonder if there was a part of you that was ever questioning whether or not it was it was good for you to actually watch the draft so soon after you had been in those rooms. You understand what I'm saying? Like just had to be. Yeah, a complete, completely do. Right? Completely do. And, and, and it's a really, really, really good storyline and, and discussion point because Let's quickly go back to when I got fired. That next weekend, I was in Boulder. You and I, we had talked. I was in Boulder, and I was walking around a trail with my fiance Mimi, and we were, we were so distanced from the NFL, and that's all I wanted to be up in the mountains, high elevation. And just as you would know it, there was a group of three or four guys coming on the path just around the other corner, and they were talking about Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. And they looked up at me. We had our masks off, and they're like, you got to be kidding me. And there was this weird fan interaction. And I thought, I can't get away from it at 8,500 feet. Are you kidding me? So lead into now, I, I, I just thought, if I can't get away from it there, I just have to let it go and let it come as it may, not fight it. There may be some days I want to be in it. Some days I may be completely agitated by it and I stay away. It's kind of like that, you know, that a piece of driftwood, right? That, that just let myself go and, and, and go as it, as it comes so that I don't, 
fight myself to a point of agitation. It's really, really important as I'm, as I'm evolving in all of this and trying to get to the spot I want to get mentally. And I think that's only going to help me in, in the future. Um, I love the sport. I love everything to do with it. But again, the emotions that you just brought up by watching that, you know, Steve Kime and, and crew, uh, it really, really touched me at a spot where I remember why I love the sport. So awesome, it, and that's you, a great sir. answer. You know, and you think about it, uh, Thomas, you said you were putting that GM's hat on for each of the franchises. So you got the first three picks. Now here you are, that team, you got to stop yourself from, from saying us, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons at number four. What do you do? Because you have so much inside knowledge about what their roster is and what that city is and what the ownership is, like everything. You know so much, but then you're outside saying, okay, what do you do? What were your thoughts as Atlanta was on the clock and then ultimately making a selection? Look, Michael, I, I, I have a good working, uh, friendly relationship with Terry Fontenot, and I've told you guys before, I believe, I want the best for them. I want the best for the organization. That may be an anomalous approach. A lot of people are angry, and they want people to, you know, and organizations to plummet after they've been terminated, but that's not where I am. I've invested way too much my heart and soul into this organization. Again, this wasn't two, three, or four years this was 13 years of my soul. And, and so I want the most of it, again, not to be melodramatic about it. When I look at this and I look at what, what went down, you know, at that pick, I realized that, you know, this was a this was an organizational move and a very important move with the confirmation that Matt Ryan is is the guy they believe in. Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot believe they can grow and, and continue to build this team into being a Super Bowl caliber franchise. Matt Ryan, I've said this all along, even though I believed it was responsible of the organization to consider a quarterback that would be waiting in the wings while Matt, I truly believe, could win a Super Bowl, again, as long as there's the right play calling and as long as there's the right system fit for him, that they could, and this this young quarterback could be waiting. I I thought it was ideal. When, at, at least in my mind, I'm sure there were a lot of questions here in Atlanta when that quarterback wasn't picked at the fourth pick and it was a tight end, albeit a very, very talented tight end, in my mind, I just started wondering, was there a quarterback they would have taken if he would have fallen to that spot or not? The reality is they got themselves a really good football player. Can you imagine that team? If they can get the situation, the dusty situation fixed up right now with Julio Jones, you have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, you have Kyle Pitts. You have Hayden Hurst, who's a, another fantastic athlete at the tight end spot. You have the receiver group with Ridley, of course, and, and Julio, as I mentioned. Get yourself a, a running back here in the second round or third round and continue to build that O-line like you can. And there's some good players on that O-line. This could be a prolific offense from get-go for Arthur Smith. Yeah, thank you for that. That's uh Trying to remind Michael Holly that the draft is more than one round. He forgets that from time to time, Thomas. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> that's still, nice. It's not just nice. I had, nice bring, shot. I had to bring that back. Yeah, keep going. Your, you keep yeah, going. What was your? That's uh, fine. <laughs> what was your? Uh, what was your? And I know you got a lot of friends and a lot of respect for a lot of different organizations, but I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you: What was your favorite pick from round one? I had two two favorite picks and two favorite moves, and and I really really loved what Chicago did, given the situation, to move up and and get a player who I think is a really good football player with talent coming out of his ears at so many levels, the requisite traits at a lot of levels. You know, there's there's a lot of talk out there. I mean, 
you know, where, where he was and to be able to come up as an organization, you know, led by Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, two guys that I have a great deal of respect for who think very, very soundly. People aren't always going to agree with people. People are on the hot seat. Again, I've been on the hot seat almost forever in Atlanta. That's just how it was. There are two men right there in, in Chicago who know they need to hit it strong and hit it fast in Chicago. And the best way to do that was to get a, get a quarterback that they knew that they could grow with and they could grow with now. That said, you also heard Matt Nagy comment about, you know, the comparison to how he did it and how they did it in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes taking, what, 16 or 17 games before he even started. They like the idea that they have someone in place there. I really liked what they did. Aggressive, went for it, understood, you know, understood what it was in the NFL now. You can't sit and hope that you'll take care of business later on. You got to go after what you want. Okay, X Games, go big or go home. I believe they did that, and I think they're not going home. They're going to be playing some good football in the, in the future. And what was that other pick? You said two of them. So what was the other one? Chicago, what was the other one? Well, I really, I really like what the Jets did. Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala. You know, I, I love what they did, obviously, at the first pick. But I love what they also did coming back right away, you know, to, to come up to the 14th pick for, for Vera Tucker to get an offensive line there, lineman there was really important. We did that, I remember, way back. When we drafted Matt Ryan, we decided we were coming away with an offensive tackle. We knew that we were going to move up a little higher. Sam Baker was that pick. We moved up, probably should have been taken in the, in the early part of the second round. We were, we were going to confirm to everyone that we were building this around Matt Ryan. I think they did similar things there in Jetland to move up. Could they have waited a little bit? Maybe. What would they have gotten if they would have stayed put in the 20s? Who knows? The reality is they got a really good football player with versatility, can play tackle and guard, and will help this new regime really start to build. Hey, and oh, by the way, isn't it pretty important and interesting that you have a defensive coordinator by trade? I had both of those, Mike Smith and and uh, Dan Quinn. Those guys really, really want the quarterback in place because they know as D coordinators how important it is, how tough it is to defend a really good quarterback. Mike, you sense this theme here with Thomas? He likes aggressive moves. He likes, he likes guys love moving it. up. He loves to see teams move up and go, go get your guy. <laughs> Go get it. As, as you said the other day, you said, look, you got to be aggressive in, in your field, whether it's being a general manager or media. Just go get it. This was an interesting draft because from a trade standpoint, gents, I mean, I usually look at them. I have two or three that I like, a couple I don't like. I was really impressed, again, stepping back with every one of these, these trades. I thought on both sides, they were win-win. This comes back to what I've, I've talked about recently. To get deals done in the league, you have to have good communicative relationships. You don't have to kiss anyone's butt. You have to have relationships where there's trust. Otherwise, people aren't doing business with you. And I believe there's some really good business done with foresight, not only the teams that moved up, but the teams that moved back. And, again, I was impressed with how things were navigated this year. Uh, My my final question for you, Thomas, uh, involves – and you want to talk about going back in time. I can remember – Sitting next to you in a scouting room in 2002, 2003, and this is before the 03 draft, and one of those draft picks was Asante Samuel. Now, I remember you discussing Asante Samuel. And then I remember Asante Samuel playing for you in Atlanta. And now here we are on day two. Asante Samuel Jr. is available 
in round two. You I know. mean, it's just it's crazy how yeah, just know. that the cycle. I mean, that, well, what a cycle. But is, is he a guy that you think a team should really be aggressive and and and, and go and, and acquire him? And if not him, let's give us a couple other players that you see now in round two who are who are getting your attention. Well, look, I, on Asante Samuel Jr., there is no question he is. He, he could have gone in the first round. The back end of the first round would have been a really sweet spot for him. There'll be a lot of teams that are salivating with, you know, thinking that, that he's in, within reach, hoping. And I think it's worthwhile to think at that point, again, back to trading up, which I, which I do appreciate. If there's a team back 15 or 10 that really need a corner, that's a really good place to jump up there, deal something a little bit later in the draft, and go after the guy you want again. Do not sit back on your hands. This is an interesting draft. There are some really good football players, but let's spin this back around. Someone asked me on a recent interview, who would you have sold the farm for like you sold for Julio? And there is no one in this draft that I would have done that for. No disrespect to anyone. I don't know if there's been many people in the past that I would have done that. For me, that was a once-in-a-career move. You know, we start talking about what, you know, back to Asante, but there are a lot of really good football players like Asante. They may not have all the measurement measurables, excuse me, but really step up and be a good football players in this league. That will be fun to watch. Hey, man, it's been fun uh, talking to you this week, man. We appreciate you. Uh, I always appreciate your transparency, your vulnerability, your honesty. Um, and we'll enjoy your company while we got it because uh, you'll be back in draft rooms uh, before you know it. So. Enjoy this little sabbatical while you can. Nothing but love for you guys. I appreciate you more than you know. All right. Likewise. Appreciate you, bro. Take Same care. Thing. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Enjoy Let's the go. draft tonight. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I asked uh, Thomas his favorite pick. Mine was Quiddy Pay to the Colts at 21. From a refugee camp to Rhode Island to retiring moms on the spot. The the best story in a night of great stories, and it's one of the many reasons, Michael, why I love the draft or drafts so much, but the NFL draft in particular, but drafts so much. Um... And then you had Najee Harris, who now Steelers running back Najee Harris, who just continues to have, I mean, what a, what a role he's on. So goes to the senior bowl to practice when he doesn't need to. Uh, drives to pro day after his flight gets canceled to support his teammates. And then yesterday has a draft party at the homeless shelter that he and his family stayed at for years when he was young. So the theme last night that the NFL attached to the draft, I I believe it was take the stage, right? Was take the stage. Um, 
one of these years, they're going to get down to the nitty gritty and they're just going to say, the NFL draft, God is good. Because honestly, that's, <laughs> the, that's the storyline. Like, like, because right. there's so many miracles that happen before our eyes that we just, like, for every time somebody's on the clock and somebody gets that phone call, whether it's Zayvon Collins that we saw earlier, or like we're talking about Quiddy Pay or Najee Harris, and that's just a couple of stories. They all got stories. They all got journeys. And you get to meet these families and hear these stories, man. It is like there is no reality show like drafts or the NFL draft in particular. And tonight, Michael, the fun really starts. Glad you asked Thomas about the second round and the, and the guys that are still on the board because these are the picks that could have gone in the first round. In many cases, should have gone in the first round. Right. We'll look back on and be like, oh, man, maybe the best player from that draft, you know, came from the second round. Or it's whether they didn't run as fast a 40 time and not quite as big. Uh, you know, there wasn't a need. So right. they just kind of slid out of the first for whatever reason. Like, and there's no shame in going in the second round. But there's going to be a lot of guys that's going to come into the league with chips on their shoulder because they weren't first-round picks when they very well could have been. It's just their te- the team at the time didn't pull the trigger. Because some of these names, I mean, the, the tonight is the night when champions are built. From here on, first round gets the height. Second round yeah. on is where these scouts make their money. I'm going to tell you, some of my favorites are on the board. Uh, I see my favorite. Go back to that first screen, uh, uh, Gary. Go back to that first screen. Four names down. I'm telling you, Mike, I love Elijah Moore. I love what he did at Ole Miss. And I'm going to tell you who he reminds me of. Some people have, you know, you know, always have projections, draft projections. You know who he reminds me of? And a guy you covered. He reminds me of Deion Branch in some ways. He's short, but he's so productive. He's got great hands. He plays with joy fast. and explosion. I mean, I love Elijah Moore. Yeah. So I, that, that's one yeah. of my favorite guys. Hey, uh, you cannot go wrong drafting an old Miss wide receiver. I'll tell you that much. Hey. <laughs> There's something, something talking about something I in the water. You, you can't go wrong these days with old Miss wide off. And, and let's go back to the list, uh, the, uh, the, the, second, the second page on the list. I, I think I saw the name at the top, if I'm not mistaken. And I know uh, we talked about this uh, second page. Uh, right there. They okay? We talked. To, yeah. Yeah. We talked about this. You, me, and Chris Sims. And I. And I'm. I'm just really, Mike. I'm. 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 I'm just scratching my head on this one. I know it's no shame in going in the second round. We say that as football fans, football observers. If you're an agent or if you're the player himself, you say it ain't no shame in it. But uh, it's few. It's fewer zeros on my paycheck difference between the second rounder and the first rounder. So I would like to go in the first round, preferably in the top half. I don't understand why this guy did not go in the first round. He's an incredible, incredible, versatile player who has everything that you want. And maybe it's just that he's 200 and Probably what, 215, 220, something like that, playing linebacker? You're not really sure it's what just he is? It, no, he didn't go in the first round because there's only 32. I mean, no, no. I, what I would love to know is how many teams have first-round grades on him. Because I'm, I'm, I'm more than sure, Michael, I'm more than sure that somebody in the first round said, hey, 
I, I really wanted, I really like JOK, but we should go in this direction instead. We got, we got to make a tough call. I don't, it's again, not going in the first round is, it's, it is not reflective of obviously their potential. It's not, but I don't even think it's reflective of how the league or how evaluators see him. It's just, there's only 32 spots. Because if, you, if, some, if you're saying, why did he go in the first round and take somebody out of the first round? And while it definitely seems like, I don't know, the Raiders didn't need to take Alex yeah. Leatherwood in the first round. What if Alex Leatherwood is a Pro Bowl tackle for the next 12 years? Might or be. again, it's like you it, said, it, it goes back to like just what you said, Michael. You nailed it the other day. Do not deviate from this. Do not deviate from it. It's so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the most profound. Is the only reason we're looking at this saying, how are these guys available? Is because mock drafts had us expecting them to go in the first round. In this case, I'm going to tell you. That's the only reason we're saying that. Well, most of the time, that's true. Today, it's not true. <laughs> I'll say, for me, today, that's not true. Because, you know, your boy, your boy likes to do it. I'm a, I'm a homework, I'm a homework dude, okay? So I did a little, I did a little sniffing around, did a little reporting for my own purposes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this is, this is in this is informed speculation. This is informed bloviating that I'm doing right now. Okay. And I would say that you're right. In a lot of cases, guys are they get first round grades, but it's not a system fit, or the team has a dip, uh, another need. But you usually talk in those cases. You're talking about somebody like say 19 to 32. JOK is a top 15, from what I understand. Uh, is a top 15 talent. And he's sitting there. Now, he probably goes... He he, he probably goes uh, in the first five. He may go number one tonight. But I I don't think he'll be there much longer. And uh, Asante Samuel Jr. What? Steals. We call them steals. They call it steals for a reason. It steals for a reason, man. There's so many great players that are going to get taken tonight. Asante so Samuel Jr. we mentioned. Like, yeah. Uh, Elijah Molden is another one. Bar- Barmore is still out there. I mean, I don't I don't know that a lot of people had Peyton Turner going in the first round. Um there was some there was some people that went in the first round that outsiders didn't expect. Okay, and you know what? Was, man. I'm, 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 excited. I'm glad you mentioned so. that. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just say this real quick. Yeah. And then before you tra- I know you want to transition. Let me say this real quick. No, no, we should probably take a break. We should probably take a break. But go ahead. You get the last word before the break. All right. I'll say these two quick things before a break. Remember I told you before that there's this art. And maybe it's just being in the industry. And if you're in the industry, you have the rhythm of that industry more than an outsider does. But there's an art to draft selection. When a guy is drafted, like why did Bill Belichick wait until 15, if he really went to Mac Jones, it was that, is that luck or was that insider knowledge? I think it's probably a combination of both. And the same thing, you saw the reports yesterday, your hometown team, New Orleans, report that they were trying to get into the top 10. Why were they trying to get into the top 10? Because they wanted a cornerback. So I was thinking, well, wait a minute. Why did they need to be inside the top 10 to get a cornerback? They knew something, <laughs> okay? J.C. Horn at eight. Patrick Sertan the second at nine. And not that not that those are the only two cornerbacks. Maybe they did want Caleb Farley, but not they didn't want to draft him at 10 or 11. They didn't want to give up the capital. 
But it's just, it's interesting consistently how the teams and the best ones just kind of have an idea of where a guy is going to go. They could really like a player and they draft him in the fourth round. And we say, if you like him so much, why'd you draft him in the fourth round? Because we could. Your overall point is fair. Your overall point is fair. But as we go to break, because I want to talk about a specific cornerback that was taken at the back end of the first round and how he relates to a certain MVP quarterback after this break. But let's not, it wasn't that long ago. I'm old enough to remember when people, especially people in New England, were questioning whether the Patriots had lost their draft touch. So yeah, there's an art to it, sure, provided that you hit on those picks. Like you may right. think you know where somebody needs to be taken, but provided you get them right. And lately the Patriots ain't gotten them right. You know, more often than not, they've gotten them wrong lately, which is why they spend more money in this offseason than they've in NFL history. Um, seems like they got back on track, but you're right. They did not have to. They did not have to move up. They did not have to spend any additional capital. They sat back, and so far, so good. I think that's what you can say about these. A lot of these teams, so far, so good. You know, and I just we'll see what hey, they man, do with the rest. Look, they got uh, us we talking. Got, we got to get Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, yeah, we do. Man, NFL gets this thing right. NFL gets it right. The draft. It's just the draft, and we're and we're we're fascinated it's by it. It's addictive. It's addictive. They're just calling names. A lot of players we haven't seen playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some people think we're crazy for being this into it. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, obviously, you know, he's our, he's our quarterback. He's our leader. Um, we've been working through this for, you know, a little while now. And, um, you know, I just think uh, it may take some time. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go. So he's... He gives us the best chance to win, and, and we're going to work towards that end. Brian, do you, do you think Aaron's ever going to play again for you guys? Yeah, I'm not going to speak for Aaron, obviously. But, uh, no, I think, obviously, we, we've got a really good team, um, and I do think he'll play for us again. Um, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to work towards that, and we've been working towards that uh, on a, a number of different fronts. Um, you know, the value that he has to our football team is, is really immeasurable. You know what I mean? He brings so much to the table, not only as a player, but a leader. Um, so important to his teammates, to his coaches. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the goal. Obviously, there's some things that uh, are hard sometimes, but as, as, you, you know, as we go down this road, I think, it's, uh, it, think you've got to keep in mind you know, how much we want Aaron to be here and how important he is to our organization. Um, so I think, like I said, I'm optimistic, and we'll, and we'll see how it unfolds. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, Ryan, I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. And to show just how much they care that Aaron Rodgers reportedly wants out, that he's disgruntled, the Packers went and selected with the 29th pick of the first round, Eric Stokes, Cornerback, Georgia, continuing a trend. There are trends, and then there's the Green Bay Packers. Since 2012, defensive end. 2013, defensive end. 
2014, defensive back. 2015, safety. 2016, defensive tackle. 2017, quarterback. 2018, quarterback. 2019, linebacker. 2020, backup quarterback, of course. And 2021, cornerback. I just love it because the Packers are like, yeah, man, um, you can be in your feelings all you want. This is how we do things around here. Because when they were on the clock last night, I thought an Elijah Moore, um, you know, a, a Rondell Moore, even somebody, some wide receiver, uh, you know, Terrence Marshall, some kind of olive branch, some kind of a of a bone. But I'll be honest, I kind of like that they're stuck to their they stuck to their script. They're like, you know what? No, we're not we're not gonna be we're not gonna be bullied into, like into taking a receiver that we don't want to take. Not to, not to mention like they could have used the corner specifically. I feel like they could have used the corner right before halftime of the NFC Championship game, if my memory serves me correct. Could have used Damn. some better coverage in that in Back that situation. Off. But I digress. Yeah, I digress. That was that was that was that was a scheme more than it was uh, the player. But and then they got they got jobbed on a, a pass interference call late in the game, which was not pass interference they before did. that. That was ticky tack. Um, no man, look, you were the same guy. Let me call you out for a second. Can I call you out? You were the same guy. Be my guess. When we were talking about San Francisco, and I said, John Lynch, how he should make the call with Kyle Shanahan because he's his boss. You're like, they're partners. So mm-hmm. it's a partnership. And if you got to break the tie, then you shouldn't be doing business. I, I know, different context, but that's you, you, were, you really were bigging up the collaboration and the partnership. Now, Gutekunst is technically Aaron Rodgers' boss. But in this case, yeah, you got the title. Aaron Rodgers really has the position. You've got the title, general manager, but Aaron Rodgers is a franchise. Aaron Rodgers is more important than y'all collection of owners, whatever they got going on in Green Bay. He's more important than the head coach. So partner with them. If you really want him to come back, you got to be in consultation with him. You really have to you have to do what coaches and general managers say they never do. And that is, you know, consult with players and 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 weigh the opinions of their players, some their stars. Hey, we don't cater to stars. Okay. Bill Jackson did. Red Auerbach did, you know. Uh, Bill Belichick did. So, I, I don't know. To an extent. Uh, to an extent. To an extent, yeah. no, let's not overstate that. He didn't ask Tom who he wanted to, who he thought they should draft. Because Tom didn't want it then. Is Tom Brady in the draft room. I think Tom, 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 Tom in the draft room. You've been you've been in more you've been in more Patriots draft rooms than Tom Brady has. To, to my and knowledge. I wanted to be there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I wanted to be there. Tom didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. Now later, he didn't want to be there, but he also wanted them to. Hey, if I want to be making these sacrifices, you know, taking some you know, lower dollars and not taking every single uh, every single penny available, I want you to do a better job. But I think overall, but with Aaron Rodgers, I understand what he's saying, and I think they probably should move on from him. They should move on. One, because they can get a lot of, they can get a great package for Aaron Rodgers. Two, it's almost like they don't want him, but they don't want anybody else to have him. Or, Who's to say they don't want they him? They wanted to move on from him why, why do you, on their own terms. Why do you say they don't want him? Well, yes, that, that, that part is correct. Why, why do you say they don't want okay. him? Okay, they don't want him the way he wants to. 
They don't want him the way he wants to do business. They want an Aaron Rodgers. You know, in other words, they want Aaron Rodgers. Just shut up and play football. Hey, I want to hear about you. Know, just, just shut up just, and play football. Just do what. It's not just do what we want. Play football. So you 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 called me out. You called me out a moment ago. I would I, I would like to think that I have been consistent though. I like to, I, I may be consistently foolish, but I'm nothing if not consistent. Um, I said the same thing with Deshaun Watson. I, I didn't think Deshaun Watson deserved a voice in hiring his boss, but I understood why he was upset if he was given the indication that he would have right. a seat at that particular decision-making table. That's fair. Right. I'm pretty sure right. I was like, who hires their own boss? Yeah, you said that. Like, you know, right. like, why, why, what, what quarterback is a say in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the GM and even the head coaching hire, right? Likewise, with Aaron Rodgers, my message to Aaron Rodgers is get over it. And I mean that. Like, get over it, dude. Like, if this is really about Jordan Love, like, Jordan Love's irrelevant. So, in other words, the Packers blew a first-round pick. They won't be the first or the last team to do that. They missed on a first-round pick. They could have taken a receiver, and that receiver maybe couldn't play. For all we know. Once upon a time, I remember Aaron Rodgers being pretty hard on a certain on his younger receivers because they, they they couldn't trust them. They had to grow up. So, who's to say what they would have done with that first-round pick? All right? So, get over the Jordan Love thing. Jordan Love ain't a threat to Aaron Rodgers. Ain't no reason to be insecure about the presence of Jordan Love. So if you're mad because, oh my God, they took a quarterback when I'm approaching my late 30s. Oh, where have I seen that before? I don't know. Green freaking Bay? That's how you got there. You know what it's like? It's like, it's like, it's like a guy. It's like a guy stealing somebody else's girl. Okay? And then when the woman cheats on the guy getting mad. Well, I'm with you because I cheated the first time. Like, you can't get mad at the Packers for taking a quarterback when that's how you got in Green Bay. Once upon a time, Brett Favre was pissed because it took you. So it's well, like, dude, get over it. Get over it. Hey. You're 13-3 and three the last two years. You're doing something right. You know, Tom Brady dealt with it. Like, you're not the first quarterback who – they're drafted. They're drafted. In the same way. Tom Brady didn't deal with it. Tom Brady still ain't dealt with it. No, but <laughs> no, he did deal with it. He did his job. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. dealt with it by doing his job last year. He won MVP. The Packers would be crazy to trade Aaron Rodgers when he just won MVP for anything less than an offer they can't refuse. But they shouldn't be looking to trade Aaron Rodgers. I know them saying we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean a whole lot because they may, they, they may feel like they have no choice. But what I'm saying is doesn't like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to sit up here. He doesn't have to sit up here pouting at this point. What are you pouting about? It's, exactly what it's are you not, pouting about? He's pouting about Jordan Love and, his, and money. Count chocolate. Money. Money. Okay, cool. Work out the contract. Work out the contract. But the Jordan Love thing? Come on, man. Get over that. But I think that's, I think that's, that's I think, last year's news. I think there's a I think there are a lot of factors there. I think it's probably Jordan Love, contract, and uh, issues to be named later, especially when he when he winds up on like a different what? team. It's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. If if he's saying, 
Okay, there, 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 there are a couple of options, probably more than a couple, probably five, but I'm going to name two. Just make, make it simple. This or that. Um, he's saying he doesn't want to play there anymore because he's trying to get the Green Bay Packers to do something that he wants. Give him a new contract. So he's trying to, he's being dramatic to get their attention. He's acting okay. out. Got you. So it's about or, Green and Green Bay. No question. Or you don't want to play there anymore. <laughs> It's as simple as that. Okay. I'm saying, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. I don't want to be here anymore. I can't stand this organization. I'm all set. That's his prerogative. That's that's his prerogative. That's his prerogative. No question. That's his prerogative. But honestly, what this comes down to is Tom Brady has messed it up for everybody. Because this is now two quarterbacks, two older quarterbacks, one not as old as the other, but two older quarterbacks who sat back and watched Tom Brady get get the world handed to him, get rose petals thrown at his feet in Tampa. They're like, damn, I want some of that. I want it on that. Both Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, their relationships got messed up because they're looking over being like, how come you don't treat me like that? How come I can't get that kind of love at home? So that's Tom Brady ruining it for everyone, basically. Hey, you you get a home-cooked meal every night? For real? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, but look, hey, man. Look, she's still doing that? I'll be that? fair. Though. Like she ain't done that right. dating. She's still doing that? Oh, word? Oh, word? Oh, okay. I'll be fair. <laughs> I only get that on my birthday. Not even then. Not even on my birthday. I was going to say, not even on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't be watching. Don't you want to break? <laughs> let's break. Let, let's break. Let's break. Let, let's save ourselves. Let's, you know, hey, speaking of inappropriate, let's bring Vinny Goodwill in. Vinny, Vinny's good for hey. an inappropriate line. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Real quick, Michael though. Smith, you are making quick. my blood pressure rise right now. Hey. Michael Smith is hey, making my on, blood pressure on, rise with this disrespect. Wait, all right, wait, Michael. Michael, make your point, and then Vinny, you go, go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong. Go ahead, Mike, and then Vinny, go ahead. I'll, I will say this. Okay, okay, isn't it fair though? Isn't it fair? So we look at it. You know, you look at the Packers and the way they view Aaron Rodgers. And the way they view Aaron Rodgers and like, hey, you, you know, you're, you're an employee. Just show up to work. Do what we say. Don't worry about Jordan Love. We'll work out the contract. If that's how we want to work out the contract, just do your job. That's fair. But isn't it also fair to say that you said Tom Brady messed it up for everybody? Maybe Tom Brady showed these other quarterbacks, y'all been taken for granted where you are, just like I was. I was taken gave me all the stuff I needed until I went to Tampa. Tampa took care of me and you can do the same thing by getting out of your situation. So I understand it. I understand why Aaron Rodgers is salty and I understand why Russell Wilson feels the same way. That's what, when I say, when I say messed up, that's what I mean. No, when I say messed it up, that's what I mean. Okay, Vinny, go, go ahead. What you got? How dare you disrespect the greatest quarterback of all time the way that you've been disrespecting him, telling him that he needs to be quiet and all of that. that that's, that's just disrespectful, Michael Smith. Telling him to get over them drafting Jordan Love when it was all of those wide receivers on the board that were going in the first round when Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson and all those guys last year, last year, you don't treat your franchise quarterback like that. We can say whatever we want, but the NFL is becoming more like the NBA where the quarterbacks are like the superstars running the show and they are able to dictate stuff. And if you can't figure that out, if you can't figure out the change in the way that things are being done, if you can't figure out the way that Aaron Rodgers has been mistreated for years 
by the Green Bay Packers. We can go back to Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy getting massages in the upper room as opposed to working on game plans. The Green Bay Packers looked woefully unprepared for years, and Aaron Rodgers had to carry them. Tom Brady never had to carry the Green Bay Packers. He had Bill Belichick as a genius coach and a genius executive. You can't compare the two because at least Brady was given things before those last couple of years where, where the Patriots clearly dropped the ball on how they treated him. Aaron Rodgers has never been given a plethora of weapons, a treasure trove to play with. He's always had to make do like LeBron James's first outcome with Cleveland where he was handed Drew Gooden and Larry Hughes. That's what Aaron Rodgers has had to work with the equivalent. Don't, don't do that. You don't got to migraine Michael Smith. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, I love it. Just don't disrespect Aaron Rodgers. Yahoo NFL insider uh, Vincent Goodwin. Like, I love it. That's Vinny, good. Preach it to the choir on, on you preach to the choir on Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Like, That's you ain't good. got to extol the virtues of Aaron Rodgers to me. Like, I'm the Rodgers guy on this year's show. But you're telling like, him to get listen, over it. I'm, I'm telling him to get over a quarterback who doesn't matter. Like, where's the threat from Jordan Love? It's not like they, they drafted Jordan Love. Do you think the Packers are sitting here right now trying to plot how to get Jordan Love in the lineup instead of the MVP? Do you think they're that ridiculous? you think that that's idiotic? Is Jordan Love a threat to Aaron Rodgers right now? Wait, wait. Did you say, do I think that they're idiotic? Let's see. Did you see what no, happened you, in the NFC Championship game? Do you think they're that idiotic? to be trying to replace Aaron Rodgers right now with Jordan Love. If they thought Jordan Love was ready, I firmly believe they tried exactly. to get Aaron Rodgers up out of the paint. But they know that he's not. Which is not. what Rodgers believes. He's okay. not ready. Exactly. So all I'm, say, all I'm saying, if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback being drafted in the first round, that is not an imminent threat to your job because you just won MVP, okay, is not – your, should not be your rationale for not wanting to do a new contract with them. It's his prerogative. He just wants to change the scenery. I'm just talking about the Jordan Love thing specifically. The fact that they have the, not. I don't, think it, I don't think it's the Jordan Love thing specifically. I think it's a plethora of reasons. Going back to that fourth sure down with Matt Lafleur. Going back to drafting Jordan Love. Going back to Lafleur. You could be mad at everybody. I'd be mad at the. <laughs> right. and, and, and by the way, okay, wait. Wait, hold on. Says, okay, fine. I'll be the bad guy. Take a look at the bad guy. That's fine. I've seen him recall on third down. He probably could have run it in if he'd have wanted to. So, yeah, maybe they should have kicked the field goal, but he also could have scored on third down if he wanted to. But I, but I, I, I digress did, since we want to kind of like play the blame game. But go ahead. Okay, but the coach did not relate to the quarterback. Hey, if you don't get a touchdown here, we're kicking. He did. The coach did not communicate that to Aaron Rodgers. True. I'm sure if Aaron True thought, that. hey, this yeah. is my last chance. I got another he, shot. Right. Other than what he did, and besides, it's a True it's that. a combination. So be mad at him. Of a, of a it's a combination of a long term relationship that Aaron Rodgers has not felt appreciated or believed in. When you go back to some of the draft picks that they've made, even though it's a previous regime, it's still the guys upstairs, and then the new guys come in and do the exact same thing, including last night. If you want a way to get your woman back, you kind of got to start doing the right things. You don't go and do the same clownish st- stuff that you did before. So, like so wait a second. So wait a second. Wait. But see, stop being so simplistic with this thing. Okay, I had the same argument with Michael Holly about first-round wide receivers. Well, maybe so, you're Because wrong. Devontae Adams maybe you're the, wasn't drafted maybe you're the in the first round, 
Aaron Rodgers has not to had a good receiver. You might be the simpleton. No, because everybody. Maybe you're the simpleton. No, far, no, far from it. Far from it. Okay. There's a lot more ignorance than there is sophistication when it comes to this subject matter. Because I don't know, maybe a cornerback could help the defense so Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have to carry the Packers, as you say. They're building the team. One of the reasons that Tom Brady never had to carry the Patriots, as you say, Vinny Goodwill, was because they had a competent defense. He didn't always have great receivers. He had a competent defense. So there's absolutely nothing wrong because, wait a minute, the draft is longer than one round. There's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a cornerback to help the defense. So maybe Aaron Rodgers ain't got to throw 50 touchdowns for y'all to go 13-3 and next year. What's the problem? My bad. I'm the NBA guy. I forgot the draft is only, you know. Thank you. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Thank you, LeVar Ball. (laughs) Appreciate you. Listen, man. I, hey, you got to get, get Vinny, Kevin King you. off the field no matter what. You got to get, get, get Kevin King off the field no matter what. So if Eric Stokes is, is going to do you. it, I'm all for it because he yeah. was burnt toast. Yes. <laughs> I love you and I love Aaron Rodgers. I do. But take the money. You ain't going nowhere. They do. They, they want to do a contract with him. So if they, if they come to the right number, they ain't going nowhere for no Jordan Love. I, plenty of quarterback has been drafted and ain't seen the field. So, anyway. Okay. I know we're going to move on to the NBA in a second. We can move whatever you want. Here's, a last, here's a la- my last point on it. So, if you say they, they respect Aaron Rodgers, they're trying to build this team so he doesn't have to throw 50 touchdown passes, and they want to do a contract with him, well, let's come back to the original point. You want to do all that? Why the hell did you trap Jordan Love in the first place? You want to do a long-term contract with me? And you bring it in, Jordan Love, in the first round, you idiots. Hey, ooh, ooh, Mike, the draft, hey, tell me, stop me if you've heard this before, Mike. The draft is longer than one round. Y'all don't get it. So, Y'all don't get it. if you want a quarterback, you don't have don't to it. take him in the first round. Right? Right? So, hey, more so, hey, so, hey, 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 listen. Okay. I think it's good business to invest in a quarterback position. They're not the first team to do that. Not the last team to do that. That's what good organizations do. Did they have to do it in the first round? Maybe not. Can y'all, I guess y'all just not in the forgiving business then, right? Because, Michael, no. you mess up every day. I forgive you. I don't hold it against you. I don't, I don't, I don't come back and remind you of, the, of your screw-ups. Like, okay, so let's, just, let's agree that they messed up. But you let's do. Let's agree that they messed up. That's a lot. Let's agree that they messed up by taking a quarterback in the first round. Let's agree that they messed up. They messed up. You going to hold that against him forever? He's already taking it out on him by keeping Jordan Love on the bench. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's a good situation. Grass ain't always green on the other side. They're 13-3 and three the last two years, Vinny. You telling me going to Denver and playing for Vic Fangio is better than where he is now? Yes. It's an 80-20 thing I'm seeing here. Yeah. Peyton Manning went to Denver and won a Super Bowl when he was like 20% of himself. I don't know if it's just a Denver thing. I don't know if it's just because you go to Denver, you win the Super Bowl. But I'm saying, I don't know. Go somewhere. He got a go good somewhere situation. Or, where people go appreciate it. Go where you appreciate it. Did they, did they not re sign Aaron Jones in free agency? 
Did they not splurge for the running back in free agency? Do they, do they not have talent around Aaron Rodgers? Are you telling me there's no offensive talent around Aaron Rodgers? Do they not have Devontae Adams? Do they not have MVS? Oh, oh he, he dropped a lot of passes. MVS has dropped a lot of passes. Devontae Adams is the one consistent receiving threat that Aaron Rodgers has, and they've had plenty of opportunities to upgrade those supplemental positions. Don't you dare sit on here on Al Gore's internet and say such things like you ain't seen these dudes drop all these easy passes that he don't put in the bread basket. Don't do that, Michael Smith. This You're is smart. The You're better time, than that. This is the, You're better than that. This is the first time I have ever been in a position on the opposite side of Aaron Rodgers. It feels weird. It feels weird. I've, I've always I've always been on the other side of Aaron Rodgers' conversations. I don't even know if I want to talk basketball with you, Benny Goodwill. Um, I mean, Mike, was there something in particular? You want? I do. I, mean, I actually Benny, want to I like ask Benny him. on football personally. Okay, cool. I, know, Benny's right great. I was like, "This is I, I, yeah." Benny's yeah. great on football. I, I, I think Benny, you said maybe a couple weeks ago that you're not worried about until until the Lakers don't have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Hey, you're not selling. You're not. You're not gonna count out the Lakers. I just want to do a temperature check. You still feel that way this week? Because they just seem they seem very fragile to me. How do you feel about it, Lakers? Until they're down three games in the playoff series, down double digits still, in the still there? quarter. I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm expecting them to win. I'm saying I'm not to the point that unless LeBron James is not a healthy basketball player, if he's not healthy, all right, cool. All bets are off. But if he's a relatively healthy basketball player and Anthony Davis is there, you tell me what team wants to actually play against the Los Angeles Lakers in the first or second round of the playoffs. Conference finals, all bets are off. You think the Denver Nuggets with the MVP, the runaway MVP, wants to play the Los Angeles Lakers even in the first round where they will have home court advantage? Or do you think the Denver Nuggets are trying to get to, hey, y'all, we should try to get this third seed so we can avoid the possibility of playing the Lakers. Wasn't there any some line in Love Jones about romance being the possibility and exhausting the possibilities, all that type of stuff. That's what the Lakers are. They are exhausting the possibilities of getting your ass knocked out in the first round. Why take the chance if you don't got to? I am going to get, we, we up against the, we're up against the break here. I'm going to get a three for one. I'm going to ask you about three point guards, Vinny Goodwill. I'm going I'm, I'm to throw you three balls. You got to juggle these three point guards, okay? Steph is, is just wrapping up a historic month. Russell Westbrook has a chance to sneak in one more triple-double this month as he chases the big O's triple-double uh, total. And Chris Paul is forced his way into the MVP conversation on some MVP ballots. Kind of give me what what these three individuals have done for their reputations, legacy, whatever you want to call it, one by one, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook this season. Well, Chris Paul, I think, is the maybe the next best thing to John Stockton that we've had since John Stockton. I think people have compared him to Isaiah because of their size and honoriness and everything else, but I think he's more like John Stockton. Winning follows him. It may he may not have the highest ceiling he may not be able to take you to the top roof per se but the floor is going to rise because he's going to demand 
better of everything around you from the DeAndre Aydens to the Devin Bookers. Like he's raising the floor for these young guys. And you can see that there's a culture change and Phoenix. He's going to be on my MVP ballot. He's not going to be number one, but he's going to be there because it's just too consistent. Russell Westbrook, the stats don't impress me as much as the energy does. The fact that he goes out night after night and plays his heart out even if he's not the same jump shooter that he once was, even though he was never a great jump shooter, but he's not the he's not the shooter that he was. He's not the athlete that he was. He's found a way to turn around and get those guys to follow him just because he plays so hard. The Washington Wizards, the team that I said his team can't get right and they'll probably never get it right. He hasn't changed that, but he's turned them into a team that you kind of don't want to play because they'll be annoying because Russell Westbrook plays so hard that he shames everybody else into playing hard. And for Steph... I think he's having the type of season that we didn't think that he could have. Well, at least I wasn't sure that he could have a James Harden type of season where he's doing so much individually to lift up everything around him. And what he's got around him ain't a whole lot. You look at his next two best players, whether it's Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, you look behind it. It's not a whole lot. It's I would say that Chris Paul had a better team behind him last year in Oklahoma City than Steph Curry does now. And I think he's kind of cemented a place in history for himself that a championship, another championship maybe wouldn't have had in 2019 when Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson was out. I think he's doing more this year from an individual standpoint to show people that he doesn't need the greatest talent around him to still be a guy that can lead a team that can produce because that golden team is wiggity wiggity whack when he ain't on the floor. <laughs> did you just go crisscross? Yes, I did. Really? Yes, that did. is good juggling, oh. though. That's great juggling. Crisscross. You did that thing. Hey, man. That you, we got a lot out of this segment with you. This is a productive visit. This is good. And you, the and next you time you insult Aaron Rodgers, I'll be back. I didn't insult Aaron Rodgers. I just politely advised him. That's all. Put it like this. As three honorary brothers here, I can't tell somebody else not to be honorary when it comes to my job. Because I'm honorary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I hold grudges. <laughs> All right, that man. would make Take you care, a man. hypocrite. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Good job, In Benny. this case, it does. In this case, it does. Good to see you. Enjoy the weekend. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mike, Mike, I don't want... Mike, I don't, I'm not trying to be stubborn. And I don't want to argue just to argue. So... Before we go, just like just tell me what I'm missing because I think I think what I'm struggling with, and there's a reason why no MVP has ever been traded the next season, before the next season, right? It's one thing for Deshaun Watson to want out, right? When your talents are being wasted. The Packers are in a bad situation. So just tell me what so just I'm serious. I'll just decide. I I'm not gonna be stubborn and be like, I'm right, y'all wrong. What am I missing on the fact that it shouldn't come to this? 
it doesn't need to come to this. It, it doesn't need to be a divorce here. Just, you know, marriage counseling. What am I missing? Okay, you know what? I don't think you're missing anything. You just said, and just that, that last analogy you used says it all. If I'm looking at, if I'm looking at this couple and I say, man, y'all so great together. And like, this makes so much sense. Hey, okay. You got a good point. And, 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 and she's got a good point too. And one of them says, you don't understand. I just don't want it. I just don't want it. Then it's probably time. Like, he's 37, gonna be 38. That's a long yeah. time to have a lot of friends. It's a long time to build up some resentments. And he's probably overreacting, but it's what he feels. He feels something no, no that course. probably can't even explain. So he gotta go. That's what's up. He feels like he gotta go. Everything ends badly, otherwise it wouldn't end. So. Except this. This is going to end oh, well. It's, 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 Enjoy your weekend. Love you, man. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.